Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. The previous messages, we talked about the importance of knowing and keeping God's word. We talked about the leading of the Holy Spirit. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 7 says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Verse 8 says, it will be health and flesh, health to your flesh and strength to your bones. The, uh, another translation says it this way, be not wise in your own eyes, reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. Uh, another translation, the Amplified, says it, it shall be health to your nerves and sinews and marrow and moistening to your bones. Isn't that good? The New Living Translation says, Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. <laughs> Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. The Living says it this way, Don't be conceited, sure of your own wisdom. Instead, trust and reverence the Lord and turn your back on evil. When you do that, you will be given renewed health and vitality. Isn't that good? The message says it this way. Don't assume you know it all. How many have met a know-it-all? How many have been a know-it-all? <laughs> well, at least on something sometime, right? Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. And your very bones will vibrate with life. I think I like that. <laughs> so the first part of this in verse 7 says, don't be wise in your own eyes. So basically, the title of the message today has to do with submitting. It's called humility and healing. Humility and healing. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Wise here, the word wise that is used has to do with natural intelligence this word used here and being tied to the statement your own eyes is implying that we are not to just seek natural counsel only in the paths of life. In other words, not just natural understanding. This would tie directly back into the last weeks, two weeks of, of teaching on trusting in the Lord and knowing his commandments. God again is telling us to know him in our understanding of all areas of our life. When I read this statement, be not wise in your own eyes, the thought of someone having a conversation with themselves comes to mind. Right? Be not wise in your own. How many have done this? You've conversed with yourself about a situation and then came to your own conclusion. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? That's my question. <laughs> You know, Jesus taught about this. He shared about the religious leader who went up and prayed, and he said, I thank you, Lord, that I don't live like this publican. And he starts touting his own praises to the Lord. You know, pride has a stench. The scripture says that the Lord knows the proud a long way off which means their smell goes before them. <laughs> it also means this, that God is so averse to pride 
that he's aware when it's way out there. But if you read that scripture where the, where the religious leader was praying, it says, it says in, in, in uh, the King James, it says that he prayed thus with himself. How many know if you're praying with yourself, somebody's missing? <laughs> if you're praying with yourself and your wisdom comes from you, your God is you. How many have realized we make pretty poor gods in and of ourselves without Christ? But if we're humble in our eyes, we'll seek the Lord. We won't just lean to our own understanding. Now, I don't want to leave the impression that um, not leaning to your own understanding means be mindless. Because there are Christians that practice not thinking. There's enough not thinking in the world for the Christians to join in. So let's not join in. We want to be wise. God's not saying don't have a mind. He's saying get my mind. And we do that a couple of ways. Of course, by scripture, we do it. And we also do it by fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Remember, we talked about last week that David sought the Lord repeatedly. And so should we. So if I'm wise in my own eyes, I am acting independently of God. I'm not trusting in him, nor acknowledging him, nor seeking him for help and direction. So if I want my path to be a straight path, I need to have the one who understands the path involved in my path, right? So I have to be not wise in my own. Now, this is the, 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 uh, the, the writer of this proverb is not saying practice being stupid. He's not seeing, saying be brainless, be mindless. He's saying get the Lord's mind concerning your situation. What is the Lord's mind concerning my situation? I'm not going to be wise and proud and lifted up about what I should do. I'm going to humbly, I'm going to submit to the Lord and seek him on what he wants me to do. How many realize that takes time? If the Lord asks us to take time with him and we don't do it, what are we saying? I know better than you, Lord. I'll take care of this. Now, those of you that have known the Lord a little while, walk with the little Lord for a little while. How has that worked out for you? How has that worked out for, you know, I think about my life. I think about the different things even after I was saved. Of course, the best decision you can make is give your heart to Jesus. After that is to make him your Lord. You say, what do you mean by that? Make him my Lord. I did. I received him. No, you received him as your Savior. You say, what do you mean by make him my Lord? I mean that he dictates and governs everything you do. He, he instructs you daily, not only from the written word, but by his spirit in everything and how you're supposed to live. Now, we, uh, we got to get through this part of verse 7 in order to get to verse 8, because everybody loves verse, verse 8. They're like, yes, Lord, glow in me in health and vibrate life in my bones. 
but I'm going to walk like an idiot. <laughs> Come on. Now, I'm not, I'm not declaring you're an idiot. Mike told me not to do that, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I have to speak blessing over you, right? <laughs> I'm not declaring that, but I'm saying this. There, we, how many know that the spirit of idiot is in the world? The spirit of stupid runs wild in the world. And sometimes people jump in the flow of it as believers. And that's where the Lord's saying, don't do that. Know me in your circumstance. Don't be wise in your own understanding. Don't just go after what you think the solution is. Wait on me. Seek me. Go to my word. Get understanding from me. And then from that wisdom, begin to apply that to your life. And as you do, it will be health. And the scripture actually says to your navel, which actually has to do with your core, your center. How many know if, that, if you drink or if you eat poison, it has an effect on the rest of your being? That's why it has to do with center, okay? So we don't want to be prideful. We don't want to be wise in our own eyes. Romans chapter 12, verse 16 says, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things. And that, me, that has to do with being arrogant but associate with the humble. Last part of the verse, do not be wise in your own. Where do you think Paul wrote that from? Yeah, prison, but where do you think he got it from? Proverbs. He got it from the Hebrew Bible. We call it the Old Testament. How many know that the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible is still the Bible? Okay, so when, 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 when you read through scriptures in the New Testament and you say, hey, I read that in the Old Testament, guess what the writers of the New Testament, where they, where they read? The Old Testament. So don't be wise in your own opinion. Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 21 says this, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. One uh, commenter, Barnes uh, commentary says this, the great hindrance to all wisdom is the thought that we have already attained it. Now, if you have the word of the Lord in an area and you're practicing that word, you've, you've attained to, agree, to a degree in the wisdom of the Lord. But how many know that in, even in John 3, 16, which we all could quote because we see it everywhere, there's always somebody at an NBA basketball game holding up a sign that says what? John 3, 16. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Everlasting life. How many know there's depth of understanding in that scripture you don't know yet? You haven't experienced it. I haven't experienced it. The temptation is to be wise in our own eyes and go, oh, I know that one. We're not to be wise in our own eyes, but we're to fear the Lord. Fear means reverence. It means to stand in awe. It means to honor and to respect. This speaks of an attitude of mind and heart to the Lord that every believer should have. The attitude is what, this attitude is what allows us to receive wisdom from the Lord and causes us to depart from evil. Fear the Lord, which is the fear of the Lord, which is true wisdom. And where this is not, there is none. 
Let men be ever so conceited, and where there is, and where there, and where this is, there is humility. Talking about the fear of the Lord. These two go together and make a man wise, rich, and honorable. How many would like the blessings of wise, rich, and honorable? So you have to have the fear of the Lord, right? So you, if you're going to have the fear of the Lord, if you're going to have humility, you can't be wise in your own eyes. You have to be wise concerning the Lord. You have to, have, you have to assume the position of humility. How many know that humility is a hard attitude, but it's a choice? Lord, I'm going to go with what you said. I'm going to go ahead and pray for the person who hates me right now. I sent Joy a, a, a little real thing that I found on Instagram, and it's, these, it's a church, and, uh, and there's these three ladies up in front singing, and they're harmonizing, and they're saying something about the effect of, don't put your, your stuff on Facebook. <laughs> Keep your business off Facebook, your drama. And you say, but I always do that. Well, you can stop. <laughs> this is the next thought that comes to a natural thinker. What am I going to talk about? Well, there's always the option of nothing. <laughs> and people say, <laughs> amen. <laughs> but... We develop new conversation for our life here. We're not wise in our own understanding. Well, I'm gonna, that person hurt me. I'm going to make sure they pay. That's not what the Lord told us to do. The Lord said, let me make sure they pay. And you pray for mercy. What you don't realize, and sometimes we don't realize this just because we don't understand. When we... The, the scripture says in Proverbs 20, verse 26, it says, where there's no wood, the fire goes out. And where there's no talebearer, strife ceases. So what is the word picture that he's given us there? How many have had a fire before? How many know when the wood's gone? How does strife end? Stop talking about it when I if I continually talk about how someone has hurt me what am I doing I'm putting wood well it just doesn't feel like inside of me that it's all the way gone you just put another log on the fire amen do you see that, how simple that is? And we complicate it. We go, well, no, I need a spirit of hurt being cast out of me. <laughs> Stop it. That's, that's beating the air. You say, what do you mean? I just quoted a scripture. Paul said, I don't beat the air. I hit the mark. How many realize spiritually, like naturally, you can actually work up a sweat without doing anything? You say, what do you mean by that? Have you ever watched a boxer train? Have you ever watched a boxer shadow box? 
Many times Christians are shadow boxing in the spirit. They're not actually hitting their enemy. They're just working up a lather. They're taking authority over every little thing in the world instead of just forgiving the person. They're trying to cast the, the devil out of their circumstances when in reality, God's not saying you need your circumstance to change. He's saying just walk in what I've provided for you. Amen? Don't shadow box. Now, just to prove to you that I wasn't, you know, just a, a crazy prosperity preacher, that there is wise, with the wise man, there is riches and honor, Proverbs 22, 4. The reward of humility and the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. People are like, I just don't feel like I have a life. There you go. Humility will give you one. Amen. I know these are good, tough things, aren't they? The fear of the Lord is opposed to pride, high-mindedness, and vain conceit. Romans chapter 11, verse 20 says, Well said, because of unbelief they were broken off and stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. Paul is talking concerning the Jews and Gentiles. This includes reverence of God, faith in him, dependence on him, acknowledgement of him, seeking to him for direction, and carefulness not to offend God. That's what humility does. We depart from wickedness when we walk in humility, when we walk in the fear of the Lord. We depart. That means we turn off. We withdraw. We depart from and turn aside from wickedness. If, if, if wickedness is on your phone, turn it off. If it's on your TV, turn it off. If you're allowing it to come into you and absorb you, turn it off. Uh, Heidi said it, I think, this morning during uh, leadership. If you're sinning in an area, stop it. People are like, no, uh, uh, I can't stop it. You're wrong. You can stop it. Stop. People say, oh, no, I, I can't help it. No, no, no. You can help it because you have the resurrection in you. You can stop. You have the one who defeated all temptation inside of you. I said, you have the one who defeated all temptation on the inside of you. You have the one who defeated all temptation on the inside of you. If you struggle with addiction to certain things, don't participate. Don't walk down the street of that particular temptation and entertain the thoughts of that area. People say, well, yeah, but my friends, I have all these friends, but they're still in this lifestyle. Leave them. Well, what if they go to hell? Leave them, pray for them, leave them. If you're not strong enough to help them, if, if their temptation, if their lure is going to draw you back into a lack of humility and reverence for the Lord, why would you stay? You gave your heart to the Lord to get away from the chaos. You say, well, what did you do when you got saved? I had three friends. Three you say, what did you have before? A lot more. <laughs> you say, who were they? Mike, Jody, and Heidi. That's it. You say, but, and my friends still, after I got saved, they still asked me to go to the same parties I went to before. 
Did you go? I did once and never again because I didn't know. I just was young. And I'm standing around and inside of me, I'm going, I'm saved, I'm born again. And people are drinking and smoking weed and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm saved. And I knew I'm not touching any of that stuff. And I didn't, but I knew I'm in a different family now. And I walked away and never went back. You say, what happened? Well, some of them got saved. Some of them still have not. Some of them are dead. And they were younger than me. You say, well, how, why? Well, when you ride on your motorcycle and you have a, one of those, uh, what do you call them? Yeah, but what's the, uh, they're super fast ones. You lean like this. It's not a Harley. Yeah, crotch rocket, yeah. They called them ninjas when I was a, back when I was a kid, you know. They went. Anyway, those sport bikes like that. When you ride on that fast and run from the cops and you're drunk, you're gonna wreck it and you're gonna die. What's that? That's not the fear of the Lord, that's not reverence, that's not wisdom. It's just not wisdom. We're to depart from evil, why? Because the Lord, that's wisdom, is to depart from evil. What will it be, finally and lastly? It'll be health to our flesh. It'll be marrow to our bones. And that word is actually, it actually is marrow. It's translated strength. But it'll be health. What is health? The word means cure and healing. How many like cure and healing? People say, does God heal today? Absolutely, he heals today. Cut yourself after service. Don't do that. But cut yourself after service. If you accidentally do, what happens? What does your body do? It clots, right? And it heals. You, you have healing built in, but then the Lord will re, he'll stir that up. You'll have healing, you'll have health and cure. The message says your body, and I read this earlier, will glow with health. It'll glow with health. There are cures to our sicknesses in the teachings of scripture. Did you know that? Did you know that one of God's name is Jehovah Rapha? And in the Hebrew, it means, I am the Lord that healeth thee. You know, there's actually passages of scripture that says he'll take sickness away from the midst of you. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Come on, sign me up, Jesus. So he's healing to our neighbor. So just like the umbilical cord, is how the child receives life and nourishment from the mother while it is in the womb. So fearing God and departing from evil gives life to a child of God. The doctrine of wisdom, the gospel, which teaches men to trust in the Lord and not in themselves, to apply to him for wisdom and, to, and, and not to lean on their own understanding, this contributes much to a man's spiritual health and welfare. The fear of the Lord is of this use to men, both in soul and body, since by it they depart from those sins which open the door to the enemy concerning our soul and our bodies. How many know if the devil comes to your house on a Friday night and honks the horn and says, hey, let's go out tonight, you need to say, get off my lawn or I'm calling the cops. You need to say, no, I don't do that anymore. And people say, well, what am I going to do on a Friday night? 
Hello, new friend groups. You say, how do I make new friends? Look around. This is, this is how easy it is. Hi, I'm Sean. What's your name? <laughs> Come on. Come on, you Jesus people. <laughs> We have a generation of young people that come up that if you don't organize every little thing for them, they don't know what to do. You know, in my day, we just went out and made friends. We didn't need to, I never had, I don't know that I ever had a play date in my life. <laughs> I just went outside and there were neighbor kids. I'm like, hey, what's your name? Hey, what's your name? All right, what do you want to do? All right, let's do it. Now, obviously, we can't just do that. We need to be aware of who we're hanging out with. But I'll tell you, sometimes in the church, it's like, man, people are like, can you, I, I need this thing, and I need this thing, and I need this thing, and I need, and I'm like, do you know the primary purpose of the church? Close. To gather? What's the primary purpose of, what's the primary purpose of this church service? It's actually for the ministers to impart the scriptures to the body. Out of that and your relationship with him will come proper fellowship. Do you notice in the book of Acts that they did not develop a bunch of events for people to do after they were born again? Come on, now hear me, I'm not against these things because we have some of them, but I just want to jog your thinking a little bit here. They didn't have a men's group, a women's group, a youth group, a children's ministry. Now I know things have changed, I get it, I, I'm not against those things, obviously we have those things. We're for facilitating things. But what was the main thing they did? They established the apostles' doctrine. That was the main thing that they did. And we have a society today, we have such a business model for churches now that there are actually groups that go around and visit door-to-door -to, -door to houses and they, they ask them, what, what kind of church would you like to attend? And they build the church around the preference of the people, not around the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, I want a church where they never sing songs about blood. Do you know there are churches that won't sing the songs about the blood? Because it offends people. You know what offends people? Hell. It's super offensive. The smell is offensive. The atmosphere is offensive. The, the, thing, the creatures, the little fallen things that are running the place are offensive. I don't think we need to be needlessly hard, but we do need to be humble and follow the Lord, amen? Because that's where our health is. Strength, it actually means, strength to our bones actually means refreshment. The word means beverage. It means moisture or drink. That means the marrow of your bones when you walk in wisdom drinks in the moisture of the resurrection. And it functions as what then? Healing in your being. 
I love this wisdom because you say, why do you, why do you love the wisdom side of it so much? Because think about it. The, it talks about the, the center, the navel or the, the belly, and it talks about the marrow. What's at the core of you? What does your marrow produce? I mean, that's the simple, it's a whole lot more complicated than that. But the wisdom of God is working within you. It actually can work greater and fuller manifestations of God's healing power in, in the center, the bones, in the marrow in your bones. It'll work healing in your what? Your navel, your stomach. It works healing in your... How much have doctors discovered on the importance of gut health? People say, well, I need better gut health. How is your humility? How is your fear of the Lord? And how is your wisdom ingestion? Are you ingesting the words of life? Are you stepping away from your own understanding into the wisdom of heaven? And that wisdom will actually work supernaturally in your being and produce life. You'll glow and radiate with health in the physical. Amen. I mean, powerful. Powerful. I need more energy. You need more wisdom. I need to understand how to get out of this problem. Wisdom. I need more strength in me. Wisdom. I just don't know what to do with my spouse, my kids, my wisdom. Now, don't fall into this trap. Last thing. Don't fall into this trap. Well, I tried that. Because some of you sitting here, doubt and unbelief is knocking on your door daily, and you're impatient. You're functioning in, in, in impatience and you're missing the answer because you haven't walked it out yet. Now, this is always a warning for any believer that's seasoned or brand new believers, always. We inherit the promises through endurance. You'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing if you what? Let patience have its. So say this with me. Say, I am, I am. a patient person. Now, <laughs> some of you say that, and it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. You're thinking, preacher, you're dumb. You don't know me. Well, I know this, that as impatient as you think you are, I probably have you beat. Or have had you beat. And... I am the person, I, I was the personality that if you said, no, uh, I would go, uh-huh, and it would be on. <laughs> and before we were done, one of us would be dead. <laughs> you say, what changed that? Jesus. <laughs> what continues to grow me up? Christ in me, the hope of glory. 
Come on, say it with me. Say, I don't quit. I don't give up. I don't get weaker. I get stronger. Year after year. Year after year. I walk in greater light. Year after year. Say this with me. Say, my path is the path of the just, the righteous. It shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Come on, I'm headed to the perfect day, headed to the perfect day. I'm headed right to the perfect day. I let patience have its perfect work. Woo! I count it all joy. Now, how many feel in your body right now different than you did just a few seconds ago? And all I did was have you say something. And I'm doing it on purpose. I'm trying to teach you, do this. When pressure comes, you, you need to stand up in the middle of it and say, no, the spirit of wisdom and revelation operates in me. My God does supply every one of my needs according to his riches and glory. I am following him and walking in his word and in his love. And devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I command you to cease and desist in your actions. You are not allowed to hang out in my head. You are not allowed to hang out in my atmosphere. For the greater one lives in me. I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. I will not yield to feelings of depression. I will not yield to feelings of anxiety. I will not yield to panic. I will not yield to fear. But in the name of Jesus, I resist these lies according to the word of God. And devil, you must flee from me. Now, I have to do that for me, and you have to do that for you. The enemy will come to you and say, I'm going to kill your kids. You say, shut up, stupid. My kids are under the blood. My kids are encamped around about with angels. <laughs> the devil will come to you and say, you still, see, God promised you this thing, but it isn't coming to pass. You say, shut up, stupid. He's the spirit of stupid in the earth, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and you declare the word of the Lord. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, that eternity is in men's hearts. And God desires that we spend eternity with him. John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. He doesn't want anybody to perish. We know from Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We know from Romans 6.23 that heaven is a free gift to those who will receive it. We know from the scriptures of Romans 5, 8, and 9 that God wanted us back into, wanted to bring us back into relationship with him. He demonstrated his love. And what he did is he sent Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. We know from Romans 10, 9, and 10 that we receive God's forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. 
It says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Maybe you're in this place today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I want to give you that opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in here and you want to receive Jesus and pray a miracle-working prayer right now and be born again and become a child of God, I just want you to slip your hand up where you're at. Raise your hand where you're at, and I'd love to pray with you. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'll give you just a minute here. It's just eternity, that's all. It's an eternity with Jesus in heaven or an eternity separated from him with the, in a devil's hell. And God doesn't desire that any person go there. So one more time, if you'd like to receive Jesus, slip your hand up where you're at. And I'd love to pray with you. Okay, thank you. All right. Let's pray together. Say this after me, Heavenly Father. Thank you that your son Jesus came to this earth, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead so that I could receive forgiveness, become your child, and receive the gift of eternal life. I come to you now Repent of my sin. I not only receive your gift of forgiveness, but I give you my whole life, all of my heart. I believe you have accepted me because Jesus said, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Thank you for saving me, making me your child, and helping me live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.